You're tuned in to the Vintage House Show, home to the original stories of the history of house music as told by the legends, pioneers, and icons. Hosted by Kevin Mega McFall, Lori Branch, and Lauren Lowry. On this episode of the Vintage House Show, your main man Mega sits down with DJ Emmanuel Pippin, also known as DJ Spooky. Tune in, buckle up, you'll learn why. On this Vintage House Show. You're tuned in to another classic episode of the Vintage House Show. The premier talk show documenting the business and history of house music. You are in the mix with DJ Emmanuel Pippen on the Vintage House Show. Chicago's number one DJ. DJ Emmanuel. 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 DJ Emmanuel Pippen and your main man Mega on the Vintage House Show.
Check. There we go. All right, all right. We're going to get into it with DJ Emmanuel Pippen. We got to experience a little bit of his soulful house mix. He goes deep, he goes deep, he goes deep. But how did you get your start? Go ahead. And- oh, man. Shoot, I got my start. Man, jeez, do we got to go back to those years? I said 1982. 81. And I guess my cousin Will said we did 81. We was kids and Robert Taylor. And the projects. Under the union of DJ Reg McClain. Oh, DJ Reggie McClain. Yes, sir. Tell us about how you guys met. We grew up in the same neighborhood, same building. And Reg was, uh, Reg used to go down to the music box and stuff like that, but Reg was also a DJ. So what, what he heard was heard at the music box or whatever when Ron was playing, well, we'd do a party the weekend, like on the weekends or something, he'd come to the, and do a party. He would... Play the, play the stuff that Ronnie used to play at the music box. Okay. So. But how did you guys know what he was playing? Like, there well, was my, no there was no Shazam or. No. <laughs> the thing was, I also, my uncles and my cousin was DJs. So they was playing a lot of, like, the, the funk and the disco stuff that was, you know, that was out early on, like, the more the South Soul stuff. You know the uh, what you saw the uh, sky and instant funk and um, the brothers Johnson, Salso, and yeah. some other labels. Yeah. yeah, Arista, Epic. You know stuff that was coming out of the early labels. You know what I'm saying? The United Artists and stuff like that. So Brunswick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chicago. So um, you know I I've been listening to music and like into the music since I was really really young man like four years old man and um did they play it in your your yes, my uncles, families yes yeah, my uncles played was, it in your household my uncles was big djs back then okay so where would they dj oh man they was playing all over the place you know they was going to the soul train and stuff like that and you know just knowing what dance music was what dance music was okay so, but, you know, they was disc jockeys, so they played everything. Yes. You know, soul, you know, funky stuff, uh, disco, you know, back then James Brown was big. Um, but 
like I said, as a kid, man, I grew up in I grew up in the music field, and um, I guess it just rubbed off on me. And is this your primary earning the way you earn a living in life? Well, today. Well, I'm an electrician. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. I should have said that. <laughs> right, because your phone's gonna blow up, man. But yeah. I'm a I'm a, the DJ thing been really, really, really good to me. Yes. You know, I established a name. I got out here and grind, grind real hard, you know, um, doing my little parties and, you know, my brother, uh, my brothers, my brothers, I had three brother, uh, three other brothers besides, you know, me, it was four of us. So um, all three of them, the other three, you know, they deceased right now, you know, rest in heaven. And uh, my brother, Joe, Joe Pippen and my brother, Robert, my, my oldest brother wasn't into it, DJing, but and my cousin Will. It was crazy because as kids, we formed our own little, our own little home radio station. It was WJRD. called WJRD. All right, I, WJRD. Wait, we got to give a uh, shout out to Will Jackson, who is in studio with us. Yes, my cousin. Mm. Well, more more brother than cousin. You he, know. He's in the interview studio because we're uh, still adhering to the protocols. Uh, but Will Jackson, thank you for joining us as well tonight. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. we can. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I'm sorry I disrupted the story because this is a, a yeah. I mean, great he was story. a part of it. He was a part of it. He was right there with me. So, what we was all together. You know, we we ate at the same plate. We slept in the same beds. It, we, you know, we was more brothers than cousins. So. If don't nobody know, he knows. He's, you know, we've been running the streets together since then, since kids. Yeah. So, you know, so as the years go on, you know, I um got into, you know, uh, freshman in high school, I was 14. And uh, we was DJing, uh, well, I was DJing. Me and my brother was DJing at DuSable because I went to DuSable. Okay. And, um. This this older guy's name was uh, Marvin Terry, and he was passing out flyers for a Christmas party at the Ascot Hotel. Yes. I never forget it to this day. Um, man, I can't remember that. Eighty six, Will? Eighty five? Eighty six? You 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 miss the packing house first. That's oh, yeah, actually well, that's where that, he yeah. Well, saw, he met us at the packing house because we opened up for Ragtime. Ragtime. Yeah, my brain is getting a little old now, y'all, so y'all got to. So, yeah, we opened up for Ragtime. <laughs> That's before it was Ten City. It was Ragtime. Time, yes. So, I was doing a, actually, I was doing a party there for a guy. His name was Ron Terry. <laughs> okay. He wasn't right. Marvin Terry. He was Ron, Ron Terry. Ron Terry before. Yeah. So, you know, Marvin Terry was passing out flyers there and everything. So, we goes to, like I said, goes back to. The um, homecoming dance at Dusabo. So Marvin came in. I was I was DJing. I was getting it, and he's like, "Man, you know, I'm having this party. Should to come play, you know, whatever, whatever." And I was like, "Okay." So I said, "You have to talk to my mother." You know what I'm saying? My mother was <laughs> like, "He came over to the house." You know, my mom. She was just one of them gutter women. She was like, "Yeah, he can play, but you know, you have to see out to my boys because." Something happened to him. Something gonna happen to you. 
So and that's just how it that's was. just the mother's love. You know what I'm saying? Th so this is an important thing, though. Whenever we talk to uh, some of the pioneers, they all say that their parents yeah. su supported them. My, my man, my mother seemed that this is what we want to do. So I mean, it's been times. Well, I won't get on to that, but you know, that was the that was the start. I did I did the party. At the Ascot Hotel, I think I played an hour. We was only getting thirty dollars, maybe thirty to forty dollars, fifty dollars, something like that. It was fifty. But that was a lot of money to us back then because we'll go right to the record store and buy records. You put and, it right back in the business, right back in the business. So I, you know, we kept on. You know, like I said, Will, my co uh, my brother Joe, my brother Rob, my little cousin Lamont. My uh, cousin Daryl, like I said, we had formed our own little radio station, WJRD, but it was in the house. We all would take turns DJing. Of course, me and Will was the youngest, so they would give us like, they would take up all the time and give us like the last 10 minutes before my mother make us cut off the music. So, you know, time goes on. Uh, I start doing parties, holiday parties for Marvin Terry. Um, Got off to high school, then I started doing like, you know, of course, eighth grade luncheons and then homecoming dance from high schools and high school parties. Then it goes on. I met uh, J.R. Deontay. And uh, I was doing a lot of parties for him. Of course, he was doing the parties at the Rink Zone. Everybody, if you know about the Rink Zone, you know J.R. Deontay. So he was one of the, he was the promoter there. And, uh, uh, Leonard Remix Roy was a DJ. Dwayne Jackson. They had Lil John. Um, you know, those were the good old days. But those guys helped build DJ Emmanuel. Well, I wasn't DJ Emmanuel then. I was Emmanuel Pippen. Okay. You know, that's what I was going by uh, then, Emmanuel Pippen. Okay. So we're gonna get to the the, the names a little down the road yeah. too. Okay. So. Uh, you skipped Sam Chapman, I sir. I skipped Sam Chapman. I'm never ever going. We got fact checking going real time with D <laughs> DJ I'm, Will Jackson. I'm, I'm <laughs> never going to forget Sam Chapman. I was getting to Sam Chapman. Thank you for reminding me, sir. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. <laughs> but uh, Sam Chapman, I call him the daddy of the group. Yes. Sam put me on to every like when I said every party we we was doing. Club Music World. We was doing uh, all the great. Uh, I mean, all the senior uh, graduation parties, the fantasy. Uh, oh, we was the the taste. We was doing all these big parties, man. And it's you know, just like I said, being a teenager, man. I did. I was doing what I wanted to do, which was to play music, DJ. And so we are here in twenty twenty one. You got a lot of gaps to fill in there. Man, right? I got a whole lot of gaps to fill in. You um, got an event coming up, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Uh, got, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I got a little, you know, it's a little picnic I'm doing uh, this coming Saturday behind the museum. You know, it's, it's just something I want to do for me and some of my friends to come out and we can enjoy some music, you know, dance a little bit, barbecue. It's a holiday uh, weekend, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We're going to celebrate, you know, some of the lives of our friends, our good friends that we lost, you know. Um, 
if you don't mind me naming a few people that I please you know that you're here to tell your story of course my uh, my brother Joe P my brother Rob my brother James then we're gonna go over to, to you know like everybody that was in that train that we lost like the, the DJs Ron Hardy Frankie Knuckles um Pink House Armando um Big House um Man, it's 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 just my 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 memory is going blank it, it, right now. It, it's it's okay because I realize and recognize it's a little emotional as well. Yeah. And we're actually planning to do a show that memorializes many of the pioneers. Yeah. So we'll yes. we'd like to probably invite you back. Yeah, I would love to, to come back to yes. help tell yeah. uh, that story and, and to ensure that we capture as much. Yeah, man. Of, uh, of that history as possible. But um, you, you've you been DJing. You were influenced by your family uh, and some other great legends. But what has often happened is people want to go to a different phase of being involved in the music industry. Talk a little bit about how you've evolved in the music industry beyond DJing. Okay. So let's go back to this again. I was a promoter. Ah, see, I knew we had missed some steps. Oh, I was going to get to that because <laughs> that's what a lot of people are missing. As a DJ, I learned how to get out here and grind. I learned how to get out here and hustle. I learned how to get out here and make a name for myself. Yes. You know, I, 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 I you know, a couple of people got me in a, in a couple of spots, but I I learned how to stand on my own two legs and make my name. I I listen to a lot of DJs. I promote a lot of parties. A lot of DJs is out here. Most of them I promote. I help promote their name and to get them where they're at too. Okay. You know, along with myself. Talk about that. Um, should I say names? I mean, I could go on. I could go on and on. I mean, um, they know. Yeah, everybody. They know. They know who they are. Well, so part of the mission of the Vintage House Show is to get as many of these stories and the names of all those involved, so that we can ensure that as generations that follow, they're able to understand how this movement was formed, how it evolved. Who was involved? So okay, I mean, you know. it's it's a lot of it's a lot of guys that was involved. You know, it's a lot of guys that was involved. Again, it goes back to this: they know who they are. Yeah, you know, I just you know I kind of just kind of focus on the building of Emmanuel Pippen. Okay, DJ Emmanuel. I don't you know it, I, I, I it's I, a community affair yes. though. Exactly, house I mean, music is a community. Well, I mean if. <laughs> I said I didn't want to go there on on, on that, but I mean, it's, ugh, I just, some things I'd rather just keep silent on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could tell my history, yes. but I, you know, everybody else's history, honestly, I can care less about it because it didn't build me. I built myself. You know, I, I got out here and got out here and got it how i can get it so with so, with, with with help from 
guys from back, you know, like I said, the JR, the Sam Chapman's, the Marvin Terry's, you know, a lot of the uh, crews back in the day, which was like Gucci Promotion, uh, uh, Gene and uh, John Hunt, John Hunt, those Jimmy guys, Michello. Yeah, what well, I'm getting to that, but the ones that looked at me as like I was just a feather, those guys never gave me a chance, which was the Gucci Promotions. They, they, you know, those were more of the, the bougie crowd. You know, the, you know, they didn't want to be, have no parts of what I was doing. So those guys never gave me a chance to DJ. Uh, Marvin Terry, let's go back to him. Always gave me a, always gave me a platform. Sam Chapman, Jr. Emmett and Mancello, uh those guys always gave me a chance. You know, when they knew, you know, what type of you know, what type of energy that I had. Okay. So, but as far as like promoting, I always promoted myself. I always got out here and got it the way I wanted to get it. You know, uh, as the time move on, we're going to get off into it. But, you know, I had a lot of a lot of guys that I can say that looked out for me, you know, gave me a chance. Paul Johnson, uh, um, Oh man, it's it's just so many. It's so you, what I I'm taking away from what you just shared is that there are communities within the house community. Exactly. And your community consisted of the some of the people that you uh, name dropped at at the very beginning: yeah. Marvin Terry and Jr. Uh, and Sam. Chapman. Sam. Yeah. And and so that was the community that you thrived in. Exactly. And they instilled in you um, what you already had in you, obviously, exactly. which was the hustle of being able to promote and build your brand. Exactly. But there were other parts of the community that were focused and putting their energy in other people within the, the Chicago House community exactly. and, and, and the movement, which, you know, we find ha has happened uh, very often across genres. But uh, certainly there are, there's a lot of feeling involved in the Chicago house movement around that that issue. You know, Chicago, am I on base? Yeah, right you, now. You, okay, you 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 getting you getting right to it. Okay, the Chicago house community. You know, and I'm only speaking from my your, your experience. This is what your you know, hour is about. Um, how can I say it? I, you know, I really didn't want to put it this way, and I really didn't want to go to this, to this. But the Chicago house community, to this day, it's just—it's too clickish. It's sad because when we was coming up in the game, and we was out here getting it and promoting and doing what we love to do, we didn't have these clicks of who support who, or. Did you, you shouldn't go to that party or you shouldn't do this. We all was one united court house industry. We wasn't, it wasn't, uh, we had plenty parties. It was a lot of parties. You know, you had two or three, four parties a night. Everybody was, you know, people were party hop. Now it's like the popularity. It's, um, how could I say, um, well, well, you you said it well, and um, again, I I've tried to bring it down into 
these communities within a community. And the fact of that matter is that um, it, it invokes a lot of feelings because, you know, some communities go down, you know, one path and other communities go down another. And there is an opportunity because house is known as a unifying genre, yeah. a, a spiritual experience that we believe and the hope is that we could all come together and and thrive as one. But, you know, the reality of what we experience, not just in this genre, but in society is that, yeah, there's different uh, cliques that support or communities that support other communities. But what we do is to find a way within ourselves and the communities that we have thrived in to, to build a brand, to build a following, yeah, uh, and to and, build a movement. And I can say I built, I built my own yes, following. Clearly. Bottom line, I'm probably one of the only DJs in Chicago that have helped a residency in one place for 15 years. Talk, talk about that residency. Okay. So the dating game. I was in it. Well, I was at Secrets for about four years. I left Secrets and went to the dating game. Um, they used to have, they had a Wednesday night there, which was with Ronda Flowers and Coco. That was a good, they, they was, you know, they had a good night. But far as longevity, I was the only one that had the longest running night which was a sunday night in house history at the dating game at the dating game oh uh, stony yeah, island well it wasn't it wasn't the big nightclub things right but i always had a super packed house you know what i'm saying and people came for it, it wasn't only about me it was about the music and that's what people are missing now they they pay it's they paying more to who's djing or the, exactly with the DJs, they paying more. They paying paying more attention to um, what should I say? Popularity instead of missing well, the music. Well, well, let's talk about the music because again, this is the genre that we have you know built this community around. What were some of the the music selections that you were playing on the Sunday night at Dating Game? that really helped to cement your long-term residency there because it is it's always about the music yeah so 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 everybody knows me they know i love classics okay but i also was playing i was also breaking records on that night you were educating the crowd yes. too so okay. you know people knew what they was coming to hear and they know they know that I'm going to play what they want to hear. A lot of DJs to them, it's about now. And, and you know, people might not like what I'm saying, which I don't care. But it's like now the DJs that's playing music now, they playing music just to get popular. They're not playing music for the dance floor. Where I come from, because I was one of those dancers. I was on the dance floor once before. So I know what music is for the dance floor. A lot of these guys out, they want to they wanna force music on people that, it's not for the dance floor. You know, when you when you do a party or you DJing, it you gotta you gotta watch what people are reacting to. 
if they not reacted to a certain sound or a certain song, a certain genre, you have to do you you have to change it up because if not, how how are you going to build a brand? How are you going to build a following? You know, I've been in I've been doing this for a long long time. I done had just about all the DJ. A lot of these DJs come play for me. Yes, a lot of them. I can name a plenty of them: Farley, Terry Hunter, Mike Don, Gene Hunt, Andre Hatchet, uh, Steve Sook Hurley, Scott Seals, uh, um, Ron Carroll. Then let's go on and on, on and on. I I done made a lot of DJs famous on my night. You know what I'm saying? Just because of. Who I am at, at the dating at game. At the dating game. Okay. You know, just you know, just by so, opening my doors up, giving people a chance to get heard. So again, you became a community builder yourself. Yes, sir. And the dating game was a central foundation for, for people them. to come in yes. and and do what they what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? I I just you know, and it's kind of you know, like you said earlier. Sometimes your emotions get in, involved with things because you it's feel, okay. We're human. You feel that, you know, you done did so much, so much to because I can say this. Yeah, say it. I don't watch a lot of people rise. I don't watch a lot of people fall. I can say I'm probably one, if not the one, that kept the house community going. Okay. Because a lot of the, all these guys either went to hip hop, or they just went, they just you know disappeared for a while. And, and so, so I, I want to get to that point. I want to unpack that a little yeah. more because you know my question earlier was really about what was the music that you played. I'm just curious. Was it always disco, house, dance music? It was a um, mixture. What but, What else were you? But the thing is. Mm -hmm. The performance okay okay the selection it's, it's, yeah it's the and, selection and it's it's i learned three things break I it down for three us three things <laughs> for um i learned these three things from sam chapman and i, I and, and reginald get Corner. your notebooks out vintage house fans two people that taught me this which was reginald corn a little i ain't gonna say reginald corner no no reginald mcclain DJ Reg, everybody know him as DJ Reg, and Sam Chapman. These are the three tools they gave me, knowing what to play, when to play it, and how to play it. With those three tools, you'll win. If you can't go by those three, those three rules, you'll lose instantly. What does that What does that mean? Okay, that, selection wise, music. Yeah, break it down further for us. You got to know what to play. It can't just be something that you just, okay, I'm going to test this out or I'm going to do this. No. It's got to be something that's going to get them heads bobbing. That's going to make them people jump. It's going to make them people scream. Jump, jump. Timing is, is, is a key. You got to know how to play it. If you don't know how to play it, you know, I tell a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, Hey man, you white? How you how you play this song? And then when I play the song, how do you play the song? And they go crazy off of it. And then when I play it, you know, it's just like a like a regular song. I said because you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know when to drop that record. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know when to drop it. Cause if not, I mean, it's 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 
you're wasting your time, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that's that, you know. T- timing is critical. And, you know, we get an hour to cover the stories of icons and pioneers of house music like DJ Emmanuel Pippen here. Uh, I I wanted to go back, though. Okay. I, I want to maximize this hour, but we, we said we're going to have you back. But you also shared something that is very important, and I wanted to talk about that a little more, and that was that you were a dancer. Yeah. A dancer first, before you really took to DJing as, you know, the the way you were going to influence how people experience the party. Yeah. Talk talk about what it was like to be a dancer and, you know, what the DJs were doing to keep you dancing on the, on the dance. Man, floor. you know, back back when I was dancing and stuff, because we was dancing and DJing, but far as party-wise, our DJ that, that made us dance, yeah, and I know a lot of people will agree to this, was Mr. Andre Hatchet. Second, it would be Ferris Thomas. Now, those were my two favorite DJs because they had those three keys. They okay. knew what to play, okay. when to play it, yes. and how to play it. You know, you had the little Lewises and all the other guys, and I'm not taking nothing away from them. Leonard Remix Roy was a good DJ back then because he, he was doing the ring zone. Um, another DJ that what I can say that is a Damn good DJ, excuse my language. Hugo Hutchison. Because Hugo Hutchison knows what to play, mm-hmm. when to play it, and All how right. to play it. Not to, not and I'm not saying this because I'm on this show. I'm gonna tell you another person that can jam the box, Lori Branch. DJ Lori Branch, the co-host of the Vintage House Show. We did a spot, and we're gonna move on to that. We did a spot called Trading Flavors. Along with another DJ, his name was Vic Connors. Was a great DJ, rest in peace. But Lori Branch, hey, don't sleep on Lori, I'm telling y'all. All right, all right. We got a shout out for our co host, The Vintage House Show. So dancing was certainly influenced by the, oh, yeah. the power and the capabilities of the DJs that were just name dropped. Yes. I, I want to spend a little bit of time on um, what you see as the future of house music. Because, you know, all of us involved, uh, many of us that are deeply rooted, are past middle age, or, you know, at least in the middle age and up kind of uh, demographic here. What about the future? How do we get the, the next generation ready? You know what? You know how we get the next generation ready? Some of these older DJs or pioneer DJs or what they want to call themselves, legends, get off that cloud that they own and stop, you know, acting like it was a record back in the day. Uh, he used to say, don't, don't know one man owns house. Okay. It's a lot of these DJs out here that feel that they own house. You know, no, I'm not going to mention their names, but they know who they are. Don't know one man own house. No. And a DJ said this to me before. Man, I'm telling man, I'm, I ain't, I'm not I'm not letting nobody else in the game. 
I'm not doing this. I'm not doing. No, no, you can't do that because see. Wow, someone just, actually said that oh, to you. Oh yeah, I, I would uh, say that person's name, but no, I, no, I keep we, it to myself. Yeah, but my thing is this. This is what I. This is how I look at it, and we. I'm gonna use some. I'm gonna use some older artists. We'll use the Temptations, or James Brown, or Marvin Gaye. To this day, their music is still being played. Yes. Why not? We was taught. Why not take our music and share it with the younger ones? Get some of these younger ones involved with it, so they could take our legacy and move and take it take it to the next level. Yes. You know, a lot of these guys don't want that. They wanted to die with them. I don't want it to die with me. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of these guys out here, we, you know, we all pushing, if not 50 plus, in the next five or six, seven, maybe eight years, maybe 10 years, we're going to be done. So if you're saying you're not going to keep the genre going with the younger ones, then of course it's going to drive, it's going to die with us because. And I, I I hate to I don't want it I don't want that to happen because none of us hard. do. I worked hard to get my name, <laughs> and I worked hard to get a stone in this house community. So I don't want it to die. So I, I think I I want to ensure that, and this is my opinion. I um I guess I have the uh, privilege of an opinion on this show, yeah. but again I go back to the word that we've used a lot tonight, and that is community. And and certainly anyone claiming that they single handedly own house music don't understand the definition of community. Right. right. They are part of they are members of a body. And we know that each member of a body contributes to the genre in a a unique and and special way. But I I think your point about someone suggesting that they're not going to let anybody else in or someone else in is a is an important one because we all want this genre to be sustained we want it to live on we want it to thrive we want it to level up right to exactly exactly to whatever is next for it because it is not just a musical genre as we all say and i i say it very often on this show even if it becomes cliche it is a spiritual thing yes it is something that disconnects us from the harsh reality of, of the world very often and allows us to free ourselves and our minds, our bodies, our spirit. Mm-hmm. And so these are the elements and the things that make this genre so special, even though, you know, we talked also about emotion, mm-hmm. the beauty of emotion being involved in any aspect of house music is the fact that it is the humanity of us that allows us to be emotional Mm -hmm. the second we take emotion out and and all these other characteristics we lose the humanity of this genre and we begin to become robotic we know that artificial intelligence is happening all around us now it has no heart right we even criticize other genres of music because it seems like it has no soul yeah. And, and so it's very important you that a, people recognize. You said a word a couple seconds ago. Yes. Disconnect. Yes. The house community is so disconnected right now because because 
of a lack of support. Um, some people, some people only wants the house community to support them. When this whole, again, community, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a community. And that's what my my picnic thing is about this Saturday. Tell me, us tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, me and one of my friends, my one of my brothers, uh, Devo, uh, we teamed up because he does Unity Day. Okay. So we teamed up to bring this Unity thing together. And you know, it's it's sad to say, but people still feel that no one can do anything in Chicago unless it's got to do with them. And that's not, you know, that's not right. And I feel like, you know, people need to put their differences aside. We lose the people every day. You know, especially in our house community. We done lost so many people in our community, man. I mean, people that literally dance, come out to party and enjoy themselves. You know, I just wish that things can be better than what they are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, people can put their differences aside and let stuff go. You know what I'm saying? It, because if if that can happen, this house community can get right back to where it should be. Other states, other countries, they looking at us like, y'all the mecca of house music. And everybody is at each other's neck. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is so, disconnected. So I, you know, I really appreciate that as an opinion. I, I know, again, that um, there's a mix of emotion as well as what is perceived yeah. happening there. And I, I want to say that uh, not just because I'm a co-host of the Ben the Child show, but because there are people within the community that do want to bring together the community, right, in a positive way, that this is a point in time, particularly after a pandemic, well, we're still in it, yeah. um, that it's very important. And um, I think we've seen it manifest that there has been increased support for what others are doing. We, we've sort of spread out, you know, there's only seven days in the week, 24 hours in the day. Everybody was trying to get on and do their virtual shows. And you saw a, a bit of boundaries and respect around dates and times that people were so, some, I mean, that, you know, that again is only 24 yeah, <laughs> hours yeah. in the day, seven days a week. And, you know, just like anything else, there's prime time yeah. where, you know, people are attentive to what's happening on their mm -hmm. streams. I mean, people and other times, you know, go for it. People are going to support who they're going to who they're going to support and who they want to support. But, you know, I think and I and I'm going to try I'm going to try to pull it off. I'm going to try to pull it off before I before I get up out of this house community because I'm. I, you know, I'm I'm getting a little older now, and um, I'm just at this point. I can say I done did a lot 
a lot more than a lot of people than did in their life when they come to this house community. I, I, I've been, in, I'd have been all across the world. Uh, I'd have met some of the best. I'd have met some of the coldest DJs. I'd have met some of the best people in my life. Um, you know, I, my brother right now. I got a, a big brother. Call him my big brother because that's how he treat me like a little brother. His name is Sheldon Randolph. We have this place on 57th and State called the Post. Yes. Probably got the most banging sound system, probably in Illinois. You know, and it's it's a really really nice spot. You know, people. You know, I, I really wish I, we can get more of our house people to come down and just enjoy themselves and then hang out and you know just do what we used to do, party and have fun. You know, now it's just you know, it's just. I don't know. I guess it's just me, <laughs> but you know, people need to get. We need to get this house community back like it used to be, man. And uh, it's gonna take a little work. It's gonna take a little work from everybody, the DJs, the promoters. You know, so I don't know how much more time we got, but I. I Can I, I say something right quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I just want to speak on Unity Day. Go ahead, Will. This weekend. Yes. Um, we got this, the the picnic, which is Sunday. It's going to, I mean, Saturday. It's going to be a little chilly give us, outside. Give us the day. Come prepared. But this picnic was put on originally by Emmanuel, and um, he wanted to just give us something. Can you hear me? And he wanted to give, you know, a few of us, Opportunity to give back to the people, the dancers, and the people who have been supporting us. So I also do a thing called Unity Day Chicago with a friend of mine called Devo. He's the head of it, and he's been doing this. Um, his He normally does a picnic, but he hasn't been able to do a picnic because of the pandemic. So we do a cruise Sunday. So we went to Emmanuel, and we say, let we normally do a picnic. Can we partner with you to do the picnic to go along with our Stop the Violence cruise? Because we do a Stop the Violence cruise throughout the west side of Chicago. Yes. And um, it's a major thing because, I mean, one of our buddies, Houseboy Jay, just lost his son, who's 15 years old, Friday, from gun violence. And so... Yeah. This weekend is about unity. We got the opportunity to come together yes. and put aside our differences. We have been doing this during the pandemic, pandemic, but as we're coming out, people's egos are starting to come back out because they've gotten the opportunity to do this, that, and the other, but they keep forgetting it's going to take unity for us all to make it through these next few years. So because we're... we're we're talking about Unity Day. Not everyone is able to hear you because we're also streaming, Will. So I didn't want to cut you off, but I wanted to restate what you were just sharing. The, that is so important. The appeal to the egos of those who might be armed and might not responsibly possess, you know, these tools of destruction otherwise known as guns and we really really need people to disconnect that term again mm -hmm. from 
their egos and the possession of these weapons of destruction that are taking away our community our members. Kids, man. Especially man, our kids. Our kids man. Especially our kids. Yep. You know? So I just I just say, you know, tell the people who are streaming that this is their opportunity. This is your opportunity. We we, we have a parade on Sunday. If you want to be in parade, all you got to do is show up at 55th and Wentworth. We're going to have a lot of classic cars. We're going to have Corvettes. And we're going to go. We're going to go convoy from the south side from to 55th. the west side. From 55th and Wentworth. And Wentworth. And we're going to convoy to yes. west. Yes, we're going to go to the convoy. west side, Michelle Clark High School, and then we're going to parade through the west side. Michelle Clark High so School. So make sure you mark your calendars this weekend, May 29th and 30th, Unity Day, DJ Manual, Unity Day behind the museum, Grove 6A and B. We'll be out there. And then we're 50, uh, Sunday, 55th and Wentworth. Meet us at the parade because it's going to go down. But like I said, house people, we got to get it together. I know that I'm probably have to come back and finish my story because I got a lot more. I got a whole encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's here's the thing. We do a special edition when I'm on the Vintage House show called uh, Mega's Philosophical Grooves. And on the Philosophical Grooves edition, I always ask a, a philosophical question. And the question I have for you Uh-oh. is, uh, this is we kind of touched upon this during the show. But you talked about these three things a DJ should be able to do in order to rock the dance floor or rock a party. Yeah. And, you know, we're given the beauty of uh, our humanities that we're given, many of us are given six senses. If you were to take away two of those senses, sight and sound, how would you still accomplish the power of controlling the dance floor as a DJ? What do you think you could do to instill? I'm about to give away the answer. There is no right or wrong answer, really. But if you were a DJ and sight and sound was not one of the senses you possessed, how would you rock the dance floor? With a microphone. Okay, talk about that. Hey, you got to know how to talk to the people. Ah. You got to know how to talk to them. That's, what, that's, another, that's another tool I learned from the legendary Sam Chapman. You got to know how to talk to them. got to know how to talk to the dance floor. So, so there's not a lot of talking in house in house music, no. but you, oh, but, but, you gotta, but, you but that's what you would do. Oh yeah, I talk a little bit. I talk a little bit on the mic, but it's it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Give us an example. I'm put you on the spot, real hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a mix playing in the background. That that that, that, that yeah. my answer right there. The mix in the background. <laughs> Listen to the performance of that mix. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been honored to have DJ Emmanuel Pippen in the building, along with cousin Big Brother Will Jackson, on this episode. No <laughs> the May yeah, 26th. He is older, but so what? We started together. Hey, y'all. Y'all need to come down to the post, 5745 South State Street. 
and come hang with us. We open Fridays and Saturdays. I love it. Uh, t- 10 p.m. until. G- give us uh, details again on the picnic. The picnic is this Saturday, May 29th, behind the museum, 50, 57th and Science. Be back there. It's going to go down. Oh. My, my, I'm telling you, I got some crazy DJs. Can I, can I say the DJs, man? Yeah, yeah, drop it. DJs going to be Will Jacks, my little bro, Rock Smith. The, the sweet, lovely, tightest female DJ, Sundance, Steve Miggity Maestro, Mark Fuller, my man John Goings. It's going to be crazy, y'all. We just back there having some fun with some friends. Where? This is location? not an event. This is not an event. This is just us having some fun with some friends. Okay. So, you know, I would like for everybody to come through and hang with us. Give us the know? location again. 57th and Science behind the museum by the boat docks. All right. Also, the post makes the after set will be at the post. 57th and State. That's hot. Make sure y'all come and line up with us Sunday. What time, Jax? We are meeting. We're probably going to be there between 830 and 845. We want to head over to Michelle Clark by no later than 9 a.m. A.m. So I, I got to ask, there was one question Uh-oh. I didn't get a chance to ask, but I got to ask before on, we sign on, off. Come on, with it. DJ Spooky, where did, where did the DJ ah, Spooky ah. alias okay. come from? So What's that story? We go, we go, we, how, many, how, many, how many seconds you got? <laughs> We're counting down. Get it out. It's okay. easy. It came from this. I was working at the warehouse. Which warehouse? The 730, 738 West Randolph. Okay, warehouse two? Yes. The, with, and DJ Joe Smooth? They had, yes, they had uh, the manager name was uh JJ. And I guess because it was so dark, I was you know the blackest person in there probably. <laughs> it was so dark and all he's called me was spooky gums. So I just took the name and ran with it and 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 it blew up as DJ Spooky. I used it out on aliens on some of my records. Yes. A lot of people got my records that came out on Relief Records and Shawax and Tracks Records and yeah. So that's where DJ Spooky came from, the warehouse. Love it. And for, Love everybody it. That, and, and for everybody that knows about the warehouse, they know Emmanuel built his name at the warehouse in that basement, beating them walls sweaty. So everybody that knows me, they know who they used to come to the warehouse and listen to in that basement. Ladies and gentlemen, the story of DJ Spooky, a.k.a. DJ Emmanuel Pippen. Emmanuel Pippen, thank you for joining us here on the Vintage House Show tonight. No problem, no problem. I wish I had more time because I got a lot of story to tell. We will have you back, and we look forward to hearing those stories. Check them out at The Post. Check them out at The Picnic this weekend, Memorial Day. And where can they uh, find you to follow you on uh, social media? uh, Follow me on Facebook, of course, DJ Emmanuel Pippen. Uh, What's the other thing? Uh... Um, you got a Twitch, a Mixcloud, SoundCloud. Mix SoundCloud. You catch me on SoundCloud, DJ Emanuel. Twitch, DJ Emanuel Pippen. Also, don't forget, coming in August, the big 50th birthday bash. All right, all DJ right. DJ Emanuel. We will see you back here 10 p.m. next Wednesday. Street Beat, WNUR 89.3 FM and HD1 Evanston, Chicago. We are the Vintage House Show. Holla.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ben the Child Show. We're here live every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Central. And if you can't catch us then, you can always go to TheVintageChildShow.com where you can download your favorite episodes or wherever your favorite podcasts can be found.